0: This episode is not sponsored, but we encourage you to help support the small businesses, charities, and organizations that we mention. Hi everyone, welcome back to Our Circle. I'm Jess. And I'm Rhiannon. And for today's episode, we've got one of my dearest old school friends, uh, Mia Heavens-Lang. Welcome. Yay! everyone. Thanks for joining us today. <laughs>
1: Thank you so much for having me on, guys. I'm really excited.
0: Um, so we've spoken throughout the pandemic, which has been really lovely to sort of check in with each other. And we've actually met up as well for a walk when that was allowed and um, possible. And that was really lovely. Um, mental health is something that's close to all of our hearts and has been a huge talking point during the pandemic. How have you coped during the pandemic with your mental health?
1: So unfortunately, at the beginning of the pandemic, I was actually made redundant. And I'd been there quite a while and things were going well. And, you know, I was I wasn't really expecting it, if if I'm honest. So that obviously was quite hard for me. Um, And then I have like previously suffered with my mental health in the past. So that kind of triggered me off again, I was in quite a good place. So that was obviously quite difficult. Since then, um, I've kind of tried to pick myself up a bit and try and like, you know, do as many things as possible, like, you know, take my daily exercise, make sure I get out of bed in the morning, you know, just doing things to kind of stimulate my mind and everything like that and give myself a reason to get up because it has been difficult like I've been trying to look for jobs and I know that the job market is just impossible at the moment Mm. I mean I know a lot of people at the moment are really struggling to find jobs and stuff Mm. and it can be quite it can get you down so Mm. I've just tried to like pick up like new hobbies and stuff like that yeah Yeah, I was gonna
0: say I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that a lot of people have lost their jobs I personally have lost my job yeah yeah and literally looking for new jobs in. What I was saying to someone the other day that I've been speaking to recruiters and they've said they've worked in this industry for what, like 30 years and they've been through recessions and everything. They've never seen the job market in such a horrific state. So it's really difficult and quite demoralizing when you are looking for jobs every day. Things that you might also feel overqualified for, but you're still applying for them (laughs) and still not even hearing a response. It can Mm. be really it knocks you doesn't it It knocks your confidence um your self-esteem so that I think a lot of people will be able to relate to that Mm. you explained a couple of things that you use um to combat that feeling and I wanted to ask do you feel like you're quite self-aware and good at recognizing when your mental health is declining you say that you've suffered previously
1: yeah I've had quite bad mental health probably since my late teens I would say I have gone through quite a lot of bad periods in my life so I do know the warning signs but mm. I also think it's that thing of ugh, I, it's just difficult I feel like some people when they have you know when they're going through a difficult time they know they are but you kind of spiral and especially mm. if there's nothing good going on at the moment mm-hmm. like obviously it's difficult with the pandemic and especially now with the weather and you know it, we're on our third lockdown so it's obviously really difficult this is going on for a long time and it can get hard like I haven't seen my boyfriend like I haven't obviously seen my friends haven't seen my family or I've seen my immediate family my sister's away at uni so it's just really difficult really um but yeah I think it is important to know when you kind of need to be like right I need to do something about this and I did feel myself spiraling so that's why I've really tried to I don't know like just force myself out of bed really and force myself to even do the smallest things I think Mm. it's so important to even like even if you just get up have a shower get dressed go out for a walk even if you don't make it for the walk as Mm. long as you've got yourself out of bed and you know you've picked yourself up for the day it can can boost you so much even it putting in like a load of washing or the smallest thing it's just to say like I've achieved something in the day and like for me, that really boosts me. Is it's the little hard. Thing.
2: I completely agree. I think it's hard. I think it's really hard to just do, like you said, doing the smallest things, they make such a difference. And yet it can be so hard to even do those things. Mm. And it's crazy, isn't it to think, God, I don't want to get out of bed. But it's like, well, what for? What am I getting out of bed for? Like, mm. It's, mm. It, it's so easy to get into that mindset. And I think it's so hard to get out of it. I think it's amazing that you're able to one recognize the warning signs and then actively and consciously decide right I'm going to just do
0: those things to get myself out of it because I struggle a lot with that Mm, and also when when a lot of people say oh just distract yourself or (laughs) reach out to people that help you or distract you like your friends and your family and it's like well you can't see your boyfriend at the moment he might have been like such a support system to you just to have like a hug from him but you know you haven't even been doing that you have not been allowed to I guess with social distancing so that is it takes such a toll doesn't it when you can't even have like that human contact that you might have it might have really helped you before really pulled you out of like a really dark kind of time Mm. yeah
1: definitely and I think it's obviously quite easy. I think even I like to give out advice to like my friends when they're feeling down and I'm like, why don't you just do this? Why don't you just do that? And mm. it's kind of just like, I'm not really doing those things myself. Mm. So I think everyone wants to help each other and everyone knows, everyone knows what is good for you. Like at the end of the day, everyone knows what, like, what is good for you to do every day. It's good for you to have a routine, good for you to have a healthy diet, all that kind of stuff. Everyone knows it. But whether or not you follow your own advice, that's another thing. And that's I can so say, true. I- yeah, I'm guilty of not following my own advice. Oh, yeah. so, Seth, my yeah. God,
2: I'm the queen
1: of it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, sort of
2: going off from the ways that you have been combating this sort of, you know, dark and depressed sort of feeling, you've actually done something really cool it recently. You started a Amir's Outfits Instagram. Yeah. Can you tell us a bit about what inspired that and how it sort of all came about?
1: I've always been like quite a creative person. I did journalism at uni. I wouldn't say I've started my career yet, but I didn't, I wasn't really doing much of a creative job when I was working. I was working within construction. I just really like to have a creative outlet. And since the pandemic, as I was saying, I was really struggling to kind of get out of bed and like. I wasn't doing anything. I mean, my parents would go to work, they'd come back and I'd still be in in my pyjamas. So (laughs) I thought, I've got loads of clothes and I really enjoy like putting outfits together. I do really enjoy fashion. And at the moment we're not doing anything. So it's not even like I can wear a nice outfit and go out in it and all that kind of thing. Like, you know, see my friends or have any reason to sort of like, get dressed really so I Mm. thought why not just make an Instagram I mean it's always something that I've wanted to do for a long time but I think I was just kind of scared what people would think and i was scared of like people judging me and being like oh her outfits aren't nice whatever (laughs) I just thought like I can just I should just do something for myself and not really care about what people think because at the end of the day I'm almost 26 so I mean it's sort of like now or never in terms of just like letting go and not, not like caring what people think anymore and, yeah, it's, it's quite liberating, I think, to be able to do something that you've wanted to do for a long time. Definitely. Um, yes, yeah, so that's, really, that's really why I've started it, just to give myself a bit of a boost. But if I'm honest, I'm still not sure what I want to do. And I know it sounds like quite a late age, I don't know, to, so like, not know what you want to do. Uh, absolutely feel- not.
2: Absolutely not. I can not. join you in that class <laughs> Yeah, absolutely literally
1: not. I feel like there's so much pressure when you're younger to just know what you want to do. And... I just yeah I don't think it's right. And I don't think it's
2: realistic if we're being yeah. honest I don't think it's realistic to ask a child exactly. what they want to be unless if they had like clearly they want the showing signs that they want to be an astronaut or a doctor or something. Yeah like.
1: exactly. Okay
2: well cool you have a path yeah. you know.
1: Yeah. yeah but it's just crazy how, how you have to make all these decisions so early on in life. Mm. Um I'm not really 100% sure what I want to do but I do really enjoy like fashion and like media and that kind of thing so I was thinking as well whilst I'm not doing anything whilst I'm not working it might be quite good to, sh- to have some sort of project that I've been working on so then yeah. when I do come to apply for jobs and stuff I know a lot of jobs now in like the media industry or fashion they do ask for like your social media and stuff like that yeah, so I was thinking I um you know potentially that would be a good thing to have to say okay I haven't been able to work. I haven't been working at the moment because I haven't been able to but Instead of just, you know, not doing anything, not saying you have to do something. If you don't want to do something, you don't have to, of course. Mm -hmm. But I just thought for me, it would be good. I could, you know, it's a bit of a talking point if they're like, so during the Mm -hmm. pandemic, you haven't been able to work what have you been up to? Well, I, mean, I, know, I haven't really had a hobby. So
2: Here we are. We're asking you already. So that's someone already asking, you know, what yeah. you've been up to. So I think that's such a great idea. And also fashion is so, I think like you were saying, when you said you sort of were worried what people think, but the thing is fashion is so subjective, isn't it? Wait, is that the right word? Not object- yeah, subjective. Yeah. I've cl- looked at so many, outfits before and thought that is goddamn awful and it sells for thousands and I'm like okay well you know fashion is what it is and one likes it yeah. yeah that's the beauty of it that's the beauty of art so I think that's great and I think also because you said you're creative and you wanted something to help you know stimulate your mind and stuff this is such a great thing so I kind of wanted to go a bit more into it and ask, what's the process for you? Is there a process? So like, you you know, you know, post a photo, what, every day or every couple of days or something? Is it literally like you've put on the outfit and you're like, right, I'll take a photo of this? Or are you actually thinking, what should I put on today? Where am I going to take the photo of this in? Like, what things go behind it, basically?
1: Um, at the beginning, I wasn't really sure what I was going for, if I'm okay. honest. I've always kind of envied people who are really good at, planning ahead and although I really I really I'm contradicting myself here because I do like planning and I do like having an idea of what I'm doing but at the same time sometimes I struggle to kind of condense all my ideas and I can get like quite overwhelmed by the smallest thing Mm -hmm. so at the beginning I was kind of like I don't know what like look I want to go for kind of thing and I was like I do want to do try and do something a bit different because I know that there's loads of carbon copies out there of people who do a similar thing and yeah it's just all Quite samey and like really perfect. So, right. I kind of wanted to go for like, I'm not a perfect person and I don't want to pretend to be a perfect person either. So, I just thought I'd kind of just go random, really. I mean, I've been trying out like a, a few like color themes and stuff and just seeing how that works. But I think as I continue to do it, I will get you know more of a feel of exactly how I want things to look. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of the outfits. I do plan them out. So I'll kind of get together a few different outfits on my bed and or I'll pick like a main colour and then I will like piece things around that and put like accessories with it and stuff. But yeah, I mean, it's quite difficult at the moment because I don't really have anyone to take my pictures for me, like out and about. And I want to do like a combination of inside and outside pictures. So I have to kind of wait till weekends so I can go on a walk with my mum and she can take the picture for me because I'm just not confident enough. Is your
2: mum good at that? I feel like my mum's awful at taking photos of
1: me. I hate when she
2: takes photos of me. It's horrible. How does your mum take photos of you?
1: Um, So at the beginning, she wasn't great. Like the... (laughs) angles were all off and everything but I yeah. kind of taught her like this is how I want it and now she's actually so invested it's so sweet like Aww. we'll go out and she'll be like Mia like that's a really good place you could take a picture there she's like oh are you gonna take a picture like she'll come to my room on the weekend she'll be like should we go on a walk do you want to do a picture Aww, that's, yeah, that's so, so lovely like, then I'm like and now like you know how you can put it on a live setting yeah so then you can kind of, I can kind of move around and then go through yeah. it and pick, yeah, a movement. She didn't know what that was before, but now she does and she's like, yeah, is it on live? Like, can I make sure it's on live? <laughs> I remember before she took loads and I was like, was it on live? And she was like, what's that? Um, but Yeah, it's really sweet. She's like really invested in it. But I think she just sees that it's something that I'm, you know, passionate about and I like and it's a little bit of a hobby for me. So I think she's mm. like, wants to boost me up and like support me on it. But, That's mm. so
0: lovely. Yeah. So you were saying before that your mindset has changed. You're feeling less like you care about what other people th- like think of it. Like, Has your previous mindset prevented you from doing things that you've wanted to do before?
1: Yeah, definitely. I'd say more in my younger years. I have a YouTube channel and mm. that's something that I started a year, like about a year ago. Yeah. And that was something that I probably would have wanted to do when I was younger. but. Mm just terrified so scared and I think it's understandable because I mean young people can be judgmental I mean I've been judgmental when I was younger like you know
0: yeah it made me think of when we were at school and um I don't know if you remember this but I started a YouTube channel because I wanted to sing. And so Thank I recorded you. my yeah. So I recorded myself singing and I didn't put my face up or anything. Um I, I think I was singing a Trey songs song as well or something, or Chris Brown. And it was just, it was just the whole thing's really embarrassing. But someone in the year below found it and just started commenting. I think it was anonymously or something like these horrible like comments on my video oh my god and I took it down immediately I was like mortified that someone had found it first of all I was like how on earth did they find it but also like someone younger younger than me in the year below was just like completely ripping me (laughs) from from singing these songs and I was like right I'm never doing that again I literally vowed to myself I'm not not doing that again oh I hate them for that yeah but in a way I'm kind of grateful because it could still be around (laughs) today and (laughs) I
2: don't understand
0: that you said that your
2: face wasn't in it (laughs) do you No, so I just did an audio no so I literally just had like a,
0: a picture of Chris Brown songs, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just me singing over the top of it so so embarrassing but um That's but cute. that definitely that definitely I would say just a small experience like that that literally is insignificant to that person put me off from like doing anything putting anything out there second guess myself on even like posting a picture on Instagram, like I would delete it or like Facebook, or whatever, you know, or Bebo, <laughs> like yeah. post a, a photo, like a new selfie. And you would like study it. Like I would study it for hours being like, like going back to it and being like, oh, what, what does a new person looking at this, what would they think? And I'd like pick out all the flaws from it. Yeah. And I guess like now, like you said, being older, I don't think I care as much. Like I, I actually don't, like before I probably would have um, airbrushed, Out like a spot or something and to be honest now I don't I don't really care as much I probably like some pictures I would but some days I'm just like oh yeah I'm tired yeah I've got a spot whatever I don't really care and it's yeah maybe it's just with age you just get older and you're just like you know what if I keep caring about what other people think am I gonna do anything that actually makes me happy I don't know does anyone else feel like that
1: yeah I can definitely relate to that I mean what you were saying about caring so much like and with age if you stop caring I definitely think you do because I I remember when I was younger just being so mortified by the smallest things that like my parents would do like if we were out and about and then my parents would be like oh look look who's over there and I'd be like no like no whereas (laughs) now you know I'd be like oh okay why do parents
2: do that I know I know
1: (laughs) like when I think about it why did they do that say hello I'm like. I know or like in the supermarket like isn't that person from your year group and you're like Mom, yeah. I'm not actually friends with them like, please, <laughs> and they're like look 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 over there or if you say mum there's someone from my year over there and then they turn around so obviously
0: and they're like oh my god look like yeah it's but- weird how you go from like being so embarrassed mm-hmm. by your parents to now like I'd love to have a drink with my mum and dad I <laughs> think like I don't I I wouldn't be embarrassed by that at all like I would probably be for some reason I would be embarrassed going food shopping with my dad and it's like hang on we live in the same house (laughs) why would I not go shopping with my dad like there's nothing embarrassing about that but I would be so self-conscious I don't know why
1: yeah it's strange isn't it I think Mm. it's just obviously all those like teenage hormones and stuff and you just yeah you're just so aware of everything and just so self-conscious yeah, I don't miss those days obviously you do still get self-conscious like of course yeah. I still you know I still like especially with having anxiety and stuff I'm mm. still like oh what do people think all that kind of stuff but it's definitely a lot less and it's more rational as well whereas before it used to just be so irrational it's like the smallest thing and I'd be like oh but now I'm a bit more I don't know I guess mature.
2: sure <laughs> <laughs> so um, kind of kind of bringing it back to the fashion stuff what's your earliest memory of like getting into fashion and loving fashion
1: um so when I was like little Mm -hmm. I don't think I wasn't that bothered um just because my mum used to dress me and stuff I mean my parents have always been quite into like not like fashion fashion is like they haven't had like a favorite designer and stuff but they've always been I don't know quite trendy like I look back on pictures of them and I'm like oh they actually you know they wore nice stuff like <laughs> yeah and I've always sort of like gone into shops with my parents they've like introduced me to like different brands when I was little and stuff probably when I was like I mean I never had any, any money as a teenager I think most people mm. don't really do they, unless I guess their parents give them money but I never really had any any money so I'd sort of like save up for one thing and be really excited about it. Mia was so,
0: always at school you were always on point I would say with like fashion or like you know there were like crazes at the time yeah, right the so friends. you'd have like one point I don't know if it was in your school Rhi but there was one point where everyone loved Jack Wills yeah. and um yeah. Mia was like the first one to get like the Jack Wills gilet. Okay. Um or like American apparel, like they had um like disco pants, and Mia was like one of the first ones to get those. And didn't you get a rucksack as well? And like no one used to wear I remember I'm really sorry, but I did take the mick out of you. Yeah, everyone used to take the
1: mick out of it. It was a big purple rucksack, to be honest. I don't know what I was thinking, but
0: no, no, it would there's not that's the thing. There's nothing embarrassing about it, but there was a thing about my mum wouldn't let me have a handbag for ages and I was like begging her to have a handbag because and yeah. she was like no it's not good for your back if you're carrying all these books right <laughs> be fair. Uh, it's true, it like, true. Yeah. But, but to me that was so embarrassing I was like I'll be the only I was like literally begging her I'll was like, i be the only one in our year with a rucksack, with a rucksack. <laughs> like I was like oh my god like only the losers wear rucksacks like oh my god I'm a loser but no like you were so on point with the trends yeah. I feel I'm like and like Jack cool. Will's hoodies and, everything and I was just hope I had no clue about fashion whatsoever, and I always used to like. Like we got the same hat at one point, I think from River Island or something. I remember being so happy because I was like, "Right, me is really fashionable. This is great. <laughs> I'm doing the right thing. <laughs> I've got something right. Yes." <laughs>
1: I look back though on the stuff that I used to wear and I'm like oh my gosh what what was I thinking like Paul's boutique bags
2: those were everywhere though weren't they I just think I think I've (laughs) said this on a previous episode I feel like fashion didn't know what the hell it was doing back then it was just a real (laughs) like I wouldn't even call it experimental because it wasn't like edgy experiment it was just like here yeah. gaudy it yeah. was gaudy it was it kind of
0: in your face it was ugh. also when we were at school you mentioned to like our friendship group that you wanted to be a tv presenter when you're older I think you said for children's tv if I'm right yeah. is this still the case is that something you still want to do I mean
1: it's always been a massive dream of mine but it's just obviously such a hard thing to get into and I know mm. that sounds like such a cop-out to say that something's too hard so I can't do it because I yeah without sounding cringe the sky's the limit like you can <laughs> obviously do whatever you want to do of course um but yeah I don't know it's just really hard I mean but I must in, say, in, a,
0: in an ideal world like mm. you know everyone's got like a dream of mm. what they would want to do say there were no boundaries in the way mm. is that is that kind of oh, the goal is that what you want to do
1: oh wow really I'd love to be on like CBBC <laughs>
0: I can seriously but I've always like imagined you there like I think that would really really suit you yeah and do you feel like YouTube is kind of could be like a slight segue Mm. into that
1: I guess so yeah I mean I know that there's other YouTubers and stuff who have got like contracts with kids TV and Mm. and have have done bits with kids TV and stuff Mm. yeah I suppose so but then obviously now I just think youtube is such a saturated market of course and there are so many people competing and all trying to do the same thing so i really do think it's a bit of potluck these days mm. um, with the algorithm as well like I've noticed before I've put up videos and they've got loads of views and they've obviously ended up on loads of people's like homepage or whatever Uh, but then sometimes you'll get a video and it's barely got any views so it is kind of potluck and yeah it's just about getting like a lucky break and like a viral video and then you just go from then really so I do think it is possible definitely to be spotted from social media I mean now I don't have TikTok like I don't post on TikTok I have it to like watch the videos and everything but I know that it's really easy not easy but it's a lot easier because of the tiktok algorithm Mm, so good yeah so I know that people have blown up on there for like the strangest reasons and yeah I think that that would probably be a good place to get like noticed if you wanted to do something like that
0: so you said like some of your youtube videos have had more views than others is there like a topic of video that seems to do better than others
1: the fashion halls that I do Mm. they yeah they do they tend they tend to do quite well they get like a few thousand views but I think that's obviously because a lot of people I mean I used to before I even started YouTube if I wanted to like see what kind of things people were getting see what's in fashion and just I don't know just it's I think they're quite like fun to watch if you're interested mm. in that kind of thing so yeah I think that's why because it's sort of a niche in a way so people know exactly what they're going on for YouTube going on to search for and then obviously I come up I guess that's
2: like an algorithm thing again, isn't it? If you've got yeah. a certain clothing haul or like um, like keywords in, isn't it? Yeah, it's like
0: clickbait, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, clickbait, that's the word.
2: Yeah, yeah I was going to say yeah. it sort of goes along with that, doesn't it? So do yeah. you feel like um, with your clothing haul stuff, do you think that that's something that might, transition over to Instagram or the way that you piece things together on Instagram could potentially transition over to YouTube so like maybe tutorials on putting outfits together and how you do your do your Mia's outfit stuff do you think that those those might combine at all
1: um yeah, so I was actually speaking to my boyfriend's sister the other day and she was like, I think I really think that you should do some YouTube videos about how you take your photos for mm. your Instagram, um, and you know, how you plan things out and everything like that. So I think that is definitely something that I'll consider because yeah. I think that would be quite an interesting video, and also like it links the two, as you said, and like it might boost engagement for like, mm. you know, either way, to be honest, because there are there are people um who subscribe to me on YouTube who have followed my Instagram and vice versa. So I do think that, you know, it's good to have like sort of like a linked thing and like a common theme throughout like all my social media.
2: I think Um, people would be interested to see as well, how how you do, I'm interested in seeing it because obviously you know, when we look at your photos, I'm like, cool, like what she's wearing. But it's kind of, I'm someone who loves being nosy and being behind the scenes, knowing how you got to that point. So I think that'd be quite cool as someone who is subscribed to your channel and likes watching your content. I think that'd be a quite a cool thing. Um, And something I also wanted to go off is one of your photos I remember commenting on and you said it was from a charity shop. And I wondered, is that a common theme for you? Like being conscious towards fashion, like fast fashion anyway? I know obviously you've done clothing hauls for, for certain videos, but are you quite conscious of things that you're buying, especially if you've already got quite a few clothes and obviously if you're not wearing them, is that something that you sort of take into consideration as well?
1: So yeah, this is definitely something that I consider more as I've got older and become much more conscious of. I mean, I'm trying now to buy more staple pieces and things that I can, you know, keep rewearing. I mean, I do have stuff already. Like I've had, I bought a puffer coat two years ago and I wear it most days. Like I absolutely love it. And I think it's important. I mean, it is hard to be, you know, to stay away from fast fashion, especially if you don't have that much money, just because... I know that there's loads of there's loads of independent brands and stuff that I follow. They sort of like make things to order and stuff like that. But it can be quite pricey. Um, And although they're gorgeous pieces. Yeah, it can be quite pricey. So it's difficult. But um, yeah, that is something that I want to kind of steer more towards. I do use Depop a lot. Quite a lot of my stuff is secondhand. Um, Although it's from fast fashion brands originally. Right buy quite a lot of stuff secondhand and um yeah I do have quite a lot of stuff from charity shops as well but that is something that I will definitely be incorporating more once the pandemic is over because obviously you can't go into charity shops at the moment yeah I do definitely definitely think it's important a hundred percent and you know I think as I was young like when I was younger I was a lot more sort of frivolous and I'd buy things sort of wear it once and like that would be it like Mm. you'd never see it again kind of
2: we all did didn't we Mm. Mm. So one of your YouTube videos that really caught my attention, just because I can feel like I I can relate so much to it, was you talking about your hair journey with curls, like having curly natural hair. And I wanted to know sort of one, how it all started for you. Was Was it hard to embrace having naturally curly hair? And also, did you feel like there was a lack of accessible information about how to maintain having curly hair
1: yeah so I started straightening my hair when I think I turned 18 um it's my 18th birthday I got it like chemically straightened and it was sort of the first time I was allowed really because my parents didn't want me to do it like they didn't want me to ruin my natural hair but then they were like you're 18 like you can you can decide actually no sorry maybe I was 16.
0: I think yeah. we were at school together
1: yeah, no, I think I was, I think I was 16. That's when I first chemically straightened it for my birthday. But before that, I'd straighten my hair like a few times, but not really. I mean, I didn't own straighteners until I think maybe year nine or year 10. But I remember borrowing yours, Jess. I remember mm. coming around to yours and you'd straighten my hair. Yeah. So, I mean, growing up, I did obviously have my curly hair but I never really felt like I fitted in with it because not that many people around me had it
2: right um, that's so- exactly how I felt I felt really weird having curly hair at school and it was like people uh, do you have this where people want to touch your hair yeah I find that really fucking weird <laughs> I would never go up to someone with straight hair and be like wow so straight
1: yeah I know yeah, I know to me I remember one time I was on the bus. I was going to my grandma's house, and my hair was all out and curly. And there was this old lady sitting behind me, and I started to feel some someone pulling on my hair, and the old lady touching mm. my hair, and I was like, what? "An old lady." What yeah, it's this old lady. She was like, "It's just so beautiful," and I was like, "That's Guess what the what like." Lady, that's exactly
2: what I've had happen. I remember when I was a kid at school. This happened at primary school. I had, um, I was walking with my. I think I was walking in front of my dad, and some mum came up behind me and grabbed my hair in front of my dad. And I think my dad was just like, "Okay, like, get off my kid." Yeah, I, but I think he kind of like laughed off because I don't think he got what was happening but I neither I don't think anyone did but she was just like it's so beautiful and I was just like uh it was just okay to just go
0: and touch someone no.
2: it's not okay to follow it up by saying it's because it's so beautiful it's like so yeah. <laughs>
1: like, um, mine. Exactly. that's no it's no excuse really like you can't just go and touch someone like without permission it's very right. yeah very very strange I had um straight hair from the age of 16 to 20 Yeah, to this age, yeah. At the beginning of the pandemic, I used to, I obviously used to get my hair straightened like every three months for like the regrowth. And I hadn't had it done since, I think it was about October. So I had quite a lot of regrowth coming through. And then obviously we went into first lockdown. I'd all, I actually, for the past few years, i would wanted to go back to curly, but it was just that whole thing of when you transition your hair, it doesn't look great. It's quite difficult to manage. Yeah, I had to go to work every day and I still wanted it to be like tidy and, you know, not half straight, half curly. But then obviously I was at home constantly and then I just started to think, you know what, why not? Like, why not go back to curly hair? Like, I wanted to do it. So I spoke to my mum about it and she, of course, was like, yeah, like Mia, your hair was so beautiful. Yes. Then I just started to transition this is where I am now. I mean, it doesn't look good right now. It's kind of embarrassing. (laughs) But it's like, it's It's come a long way. So you didn't start
2: straightening your hair then until... You were 16, you said. So for me, I was straightening my hair all the time when I was at secondary school because I just didn't like standing out with having really curly hair. But also I felt like I didn't know how to manage it. Like I felt like there was no information about how to look after curly hair. All of the adverts we saw with the L'Oreal kids, with the L'Oreal women and everything, it's long, straight hair or it's blow drying in that, um, you know, like the loose curl, like the volume Mm -hmm. looking thing you would never see someone really with really curly hair, whether it was like tight ringlets or like spiral sort of stuff. And I just wondered if you already had like that knowledge of how to manage your hair or you just sort of suppressed it and didn't even think about it. You just got on with having curly hair sort of thing before then. Because for me, the way I did it was just like, right, I'm straightening it so no one has to tell. And then it would rain. And I'd be like, wait,
0: now I've does it. What hair. do you mean, just as someone who has straight wavy hair, mm-hmm. what does managing mean? Do you mean as in like, to well, make but, it look it's the best it well, for can. Example, the, or... way that
2: you would, the way that you would look after your hair, you would you would probably brush it, right? Like normal that's I would never brush my hair unless mm. if I'm washing it.
1: Yeah, like, unless so, it's
2: wet. Yeah. So mm. I would never just brush my hair because because of frizz well, or yeah, it just it go it, that's not how you sort of like look after it. It's better to do it when it's wet and conditioned and stuff like that. But also drying our hair. Like I don't know about you, Mia, but I use a diffuser because yeah. yeah. yeah so I I can't just put a um a hair like how you would like with a hairdryer it would just dry mm. your hair as it's meant to but like with a diffuser it sort of it keeps your curls in place
1: yeah it doesn't like blow out your curls when I dead.
2: don't know
0: what I don't even know what a diffuser looks like hang on <laughs> hang on <laughs> viewers it
2: looks like this so for anyone watching or looking, so So you you attach that to your So you put this hairdryer. Yeah. And so I would then and you put it like that and it dries it like this. <gasps> so that's how so like my hair has been blow drying today, but like as in with a diffuser. So it has these little they you go and you can see it a bit there. So it has these bits that sort of um diffuse it. But yeah, so I but I had to learn about that mm. in my twenties in my teens if I wanted my curly hair I would either go to the beach or I'd leave my hair wet and not touch it and that's kind of dangerous in the UK because you could get a cold you know and so I would either just tie my hair back or I would straighten it so I just wondered if you had already known about all of these things to manage having curly hair or you'd sort of been told it before you had to figure it out like I did
1: yeah I'd say it's definitely something that I've had to teach myself like this mm. time around I used to know like the sort of basics because like I did obviously have curly hair like a long time and throughout my teens but yeah I didn't really know how to manage it like for example I'd use sort of the same um shampoos and stuff that like people with straight hair would use to get their hair sleek and straight thinking that it would make my hair sleek like you know like nice like sleek curls whatever yeah no it didn't I mean but I think there's a lot more like stuff on YouTube and just in general now I mean I still think we've got a long way to go in terms of like representation on TV and all that kind of stuff of course I do think we do I mean you still just the the main adverts that you see are always going to be like I don't know, like dream length, like soft, <laughs> sleek, like sleek, silky hair. And that's the kind of stuff I, like you, I'm sure, used to watch when you were younger and just think, oh yeah, I just want my hair to be like that, like everyone else. Mm. Um,
2: it's quite confusing, I feel, as well. Like when you're looking at some other hair and knowing that you can't, I remember, you know, like obviously when your hair's wet and you brush it it appears straight before it pings back up yeah like i made it straight naturally like the adverts and then it would ping back up i was like oh why did that happen it's very confusing as a little kid for that to happen and i feel like as an adult again through social media I feel like I only have learned how to just like you said through YouTube um, tutorials and Instagram. Instagram's been like my best friend for this because I follow mm. a lot of women who have hair like us like curly hair and yeah. um, volume to their hair and and some of them are for managing curly hair like I think that's one that I yeah. follow called I think it's like curly girls or something like that and mm. they literally put, um, they plug like products to use they give you techniques that's how I learned to get a diffuser like how to sort of cut better sort of ways into your hair and stuff because I've been cutting my hair during quarantine (laughs) Um, you know stuff like that so I just wondered if you sort of happen to follow those sort of things or find those things through coming back to having your natural curly hair
1: yeah definitely I mean I also follow like quite a lot of curly hair instagrammers and stuff like that and I feel as well it's really motivating to kind of see people whose hair is super healthy and like the way Mm. they look after it and everything and think that will be me soon (laughs) I mean I feel like I've still got quite a a long way to go i mean my hair's not nearly as like voluminous and everything like that like how it used to be when i was younger but yeah i just remembered actually something really sweet happened the other day uh this girl from i think she's from new york she messaged me on Instagram. She was like, I've just seen your video about like your transition and stuff and she's like, I want to transition and she sent me Aww. like loads of videos and pictures of her hair and she was saying how um she's like at the moment she's doing online school so she thinks it's a good time to do it and like she was like, do you have any tips and stuff? So we were just Aww. voice noting and I was like make sure you like send me pictures of your transition like your whole transition process I can help you because yeah. I know that it's hard sometimes I mean I've literally been going through points where I've been like it's not working like no. it's taking too long it's just mm. difficult and I've been like oh I just want to straighten it <laughs> but yeah I'm kind of glad that I haven't I mean don't get me wrong I've straightened it a couple of times I have because it's still nice to have straight hair it's nice to have the versatility I think that's mm. what I like now if yeah. I want to straighten my hair I can but also yeah. I have it natural and it's healthy and everything yes. whereas before it was just one option and it was just straight and to be honest I don't think it looked that great because it wasn't how he- it wasn't healthy right. uh, yeah so that just made me really happy that like I'll reach out to me because I was like that's I so made nice. like a little bit of a difference even if one person sees that's why I made that video really because I was yeah. like this is what I want to see and this was what mm-hmm. would have helped me and I don't know it made me feel a bit like nostalgic almost because I was like when I was younger I would have loved to watch somebody older mm. and like, you know, get their help with that. And yeah, I just found
0: it really sweet. When when we were at school, I remember a girl in the year below messaging you mm. who has or has very curly natural hair yeah. and was like, what do you do? And she was asking you for advice. So I feel like it's kind of come full circle and like yeah someone else is reaching out for advice you're you're a bit of a hair inspiration definitely it's
2: cool though it's cool knowing that there are other people who have similar hair to you it's it's like you said it's the representation thing isn't it I think like I've only ever had my hair cut by one person which is my mum's best friend my whole life and that's because I fear ever going to a hairdresser because I'm like I've only ever seen your adverts for or you know the women come out of your hair with the same sort of hair and so I'm like yeah. I don't think you know how to cut curly hair because there is a technique so oh, it's sort
1: yeah a hundred percent I mean I can relate to that I used to just want to kind of go to the same hairdressers as everyone else so I'd go to places like I don't know headmasters and stuff and obviously right. no shade to headmasters but <laughs> they used to like straighten my hair first and then cut it and like then I'd kind of just be like, okay, well, that doesn't look great because now I've got, like, a sort of, like, triangle. Like, it didn't look good. Right. So, you, know, you you know, like, with curly hair, you have to cut it, like, in a certain way. Yeah. And I got my first curly haircut, actually. Like, just, oh, when was it? I think it was June when we I realized, really I want to hair. do one. I
2: really, really, there's a there's. Yeah it's a a friend of a friend's um actually opened up it's called the curl bar in london
1: oh yeah i've seen that on instagram yeah
2: she's she's um friends with one of my friends and um Mm. i i just love everything about that but i think it's just me so I'm sort of like okay I'll wait I'll wait
1: yeah it can be be really expensive Mm. but I I don't know I kind of see now my hair is a bit of like an investment Mm. so yeah I mean once you get a cut I think you can grow it out for like a long time sort of thing like if you get that shape yeah but again I think a good thing is is I've sort of been snipping my own hair now Um. (laughs) because I see like straight bits and I just cut it off because I'm like it doesn't matter like it's all just going to be one thing anyway Mm. whereas when my hair was straight obviously I wouldn't just be able to like cut chunks out of it right so I, think I guess it's kind of mm. good do you,
2: th- do you think you might um add the the hair element as well to the to the Mia's outfits because like hair's a cool thing to sort mm. of accessorize with outfits and and also yeah. the way that you style it so do you think you might do more with hair on, on um, your, um,
1: maybe eventually outfit? Maybe eventually, probably not at the moment, just because it is still in its like transitioning sort of period. So there are some days when I'm like, wow, I can't deal with this. And I just sort of slick it back. So, yeah, maybe eventually, because I know that there's, yeah, there's quite a lot of curly like hair Instagrammers and they are sort of fashiony as well at the same mm. time. So, yeah, perhaps I will do that.
0: So do you have any long-term goals for me as outfits? Are you just seeing how it goes?
1: I mean for now it is just a hobby. I haven't sort of set it up to, to be anything. Like you know, if I did start to kind of gain a following on it, that would be amazing. But for now I think it's just sort of like maintaining my hobby, I guess, and just mm, being, being consistent, consistent, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because with my YouTube, I kind of like I used to do it when I was still working. So I'd work like Monday to Friday and i do my YouTube on the weekend, and I used to get myself quite stressed out about it. I'm not sure why because it's not like it was my job. Anything, but I was
2: thinking, the same way.
1: I, I have so to cool. upload, yeah, like I have to be consistent, and then I kind of just like slipped off that. But I think with Instagram, it is a bit easy. Well, yeah, it is definitely easier because you're, although there's quite a lot that goes into taking the picture, you have to obviously go out, you know, find somewhere to take it, organize your outfit, and everything like that. And I know for people who obviously, I don't know, are influencers and do Instagram full time, it is like you know. it's quite a big thing I think people don't really realize not saying that I do but I think that (laughs) you know you can kind of look at a picture and not realize how much goes Mm. into it yeah so I think that obviously Instagram is a lot easier for me to kind of maintain um because it's just like especially how as I said it's a bit mine's a bit you know messy and not perfect so I can Mm. kind of get away with uploading things that aren't like perfect but yeah I mean it's just a hobby for now so Yeah, I'm not going to stress myself out too much about
0: it. (laughs) Good. (laughs) So we ask all of our guests to tell us what makes up your circle. What is important to you in your life?
1: Oh, this is a hard question. There's just so much. Well, I mean, of course, my family. I feel like as I've got older, I've definitely got closer to my family, like my Mm. immediate family. And um, yeah, that's really important to me. And like my dog and my cats, my pets, my dog, Bo, I absolutely love him. And like he obviously gets me out every day on a walk, which is lovely. And then, yeah, my boyfriend, my friends and
0: yeah. So can you tell us a bit more about the small business that you wanted to talk about today? Mm -hmm. I believe it's JBS Life Coaching.
1: Yeah. So my boyfriend's sister she set up a life coaching business. She's honestly like such an inspirational person. Like she's just so uplifting and so lovely and she always well always but especially throughout the pandemic always checks up on everyone, makes sure they're all, they're all okay. Um yeah, so she's basically set up a life coaching business where she just kind of helps you lay out your goals and you know coaches you mentors you all through obviously all through zoom and stuff at the moment because of the pandemic and phone calls and just you know keeps you can make sure that everything's on track and obviously it's quite hard for everyone at the moment well a lot of people I know certainly myself don't really know what they're doing and where they want to move to so she kind of just helps to helps you figure out what you want to do and where you want to go with your life. Yeah, so I just really wanted to promote that because she's just great and she's always uploading really like nice inspirational quotes on Instagram and stuff. So it's just a nice person to follow Um, if you want to see something right. uplifting. So As what like is her Instagram? At Jordan Brooksmith. Okay. And then her website is um, www.jbslifecoaching.com.
0: Um, great. great. Okay, we'll put that on screen so everyone can follow and support. Yeah. Great, well thank you for coming today Mia, thank you for joining us in no our welcome. circle and hopefully me. you'll come back again and exactly. we can discuss more.
1: Yeah, hopefully there'll be some more updates, hopefully life would have got a little bit better
0: for <laughs> Yeah, fingers crossed, Yeah, brilliant. Okay, alright then, well guys don't forget to like, subscribe and share our podcast. You can listen to us on YouTube or Spotify or Apple Podcasts.